Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. Good morning, Jesus 911, Virgin Most Powerful Radio, two man car, Ruben and Jesse. We are 10 8. And uh, we're, we're going to be talking to you about some, some good subjects uh, about Putin. So let's, uh, Jesse, yeah, there? Re- yeah, I'm here. I'm reporting for duty. Hey, Ruben, by the way, just want to preface that, preface that Our Lady of Fatima says that all wars are a punishment from God for sin. So let's keep that, keep that in mind as we go through this. You, the Ukraine and Russia are purportedly at war right now. Yeah. Putin gave a speech the other day. Uh, I guess Russia has taken four territories from the Ukraine. And uh, it's called Donbass, Kherson, Zaporzhik. Uh, these are regions that were uh, and, uh, and Lugansk. So these are, re- these are regions that were part of the Ukraine. They're not part of uh, Russia. He gave a speech. Now... It's worth at least listening to what he has to say because you know somebody's mentality and their worldview by what they have to say. So Putin gave a speech to Russia, and here is what he said. He said, Today I would like to address our soldiers and officers taking part in the special military operation, the fighters of Donbass and Novorossiya, and those who went to military recruitment offices after receiving a call-up paper under the executive order on partial mobilization, and those who did this voluntarily, answering the call of their hearts. I would like to address their parents, wives, and children to tell them what our people are fighting for. So this is the whole speech. He's, he's trying to rally, I guess, the hearts of the Russians, telling them what they're fighting for. He says this, What kind of enemy we are up against and who is pushing the world into new wars and crises and deriving bloodstained benefits from the U.S. Tra- from, from the tragedy. By the way, here is where he takes the shots at the U.S. and the European Union. And uh, I can't disagree with a lot of what he's going to say here, Ruben. He says, our compatriots, our brothers and sisters in Ukraine are part of our united people, have seen with our own eyes what the ruling class of the so-called West have prepared for humanity as a whole, they've dropped their masks and shown what they're really made of. So he's talking about us, the U.S. and the European unions, that uh, we've dropped our masks in this war and we've showed what we're really made of because the U.S. is really fighting a proxy war through the Ukraine. It's all our it's all our money, U.S. money. Uh, it's all our ammunition. It's our planes. It's our technology. It's our hardware. And 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 Putin knows this. Putin knows that the U.S. is behind this. He says, and I'll turn it over to you, Ruben. He says, when the Soviet Union collapsed, the West decided that the world and all of us would permanently accede to its dictates. In 1991, the West thought that Russia would never rise after such shocks and would fall to pieces on its own. This almost happened. We remember the horrible 1990s, hungry, cold, and hopeless. But Russia remained standing, came alive, grew stronger, and occupied its rightful place in the world. Here's my comment. I'll turn it over to you, Ruben. I think the reason Russia became alive is because I think Putin 
He's embraced Russian Orthodox Christianity. He's rejected communism. He saw that it failed Russia for 70 years. And I think, in fact, most people don't realize this, that more churches are, more Christian churches are being built in Russia than in any other country in the world. Guess what? Uh, Over in, in Europe, in the last 10 years, 500 Catholic churches have closed in Europe. And Catholic churches are closing in France faster than any other country. The country where churches are growing faster than anywhere else is Russia. Ruben, continue. Hmm. So he says uh, the preservation of this annuity is their main, real, and absolutely self-serving motivation. This is why total desovereignization is their interest. This explains their aggression uh, towards independent states, traditional values, and authentic cultures, and their attempts to undermine international and integration processes. New global concurrences and technological development centers they cannot control. Um, So, yeah, they this one of the things that the uh, you know the one world order folks uh, they they can't control him and they're they they don't like that they don't like that he's not towing the line. Um, It's you know you could think that it it's critically important for them to to force all countries to surrender their sovereignty to the to the United States and. By the way, uh, Putin knows that Biden is fighting a proxy war through Ukraine. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's funded federally, and we're giving them more money. Uh, and, and that's one of our big uh, complaints here in the Absolutely. states. Absolutely, that, that you know our southern border is is wide open. We're not doing anything. Um, you know, we, they were complaining about putting five million dollars towards the the wall that that, that Trump started, and they didn't want to do it. And and they're sending billions upon billions of dollars to a, a war that. You know, we, it doesn't concern us, you know. There you go. Yeah. As, as uh, Tulsi Gabbard says, fighting unnecessary wars in countries that don't, that don't have nothing to do with us. It doesn't pertain to us. This is, and I'll tell you what's dangerous, Ruben, is Russia has 6,000 nuclear warheads. We have 5,000 nuclear warheads. Okay. Uh, If, if, these are the two most powerful countries in the world, and there's a proxy war that's being fought through the Ukraine. The, U- the Ukraine is just a chessboard. Let me just mention the paragraph that, that was right before what you shared, where Putin said, Meanwhile, the West continued and continues to looking for another chance to mm-hmm. strike a blow at us to weaken and break up Russia, which they have always dreamed about, to divide our state and set our peoples against each other, and to condemn them to poverty and extinction. They cannot rest easy knowing that there's such a great country with this huge territory in the world with its natural wealth, resources, and people who cannot and will not do someone else's bidding. So, again, I'll tell you what's scary about this is that, I mean, just those two paragraphs that we just shared, Ruben, Putin feels threatened by the U.S. And when, when you have a person that feels threatened and they feel cornered, they feel that all the countries are coming up against us, and they got 6,000 nuclear warheads, uh, guess what the alternative can be? It could be something very, very dangerous. Absolutely, Jess. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a, a, a wild dog. You know, you back him into a corner, his only, his only alternative is to fight. He's got to get out. You know, he's, he's got to, he feels trapped. And that's a that's, good description. That's a good description of this article, what you just said. This perfect to me, as I read his speech, he sounds like, yeah, like a wild dog in a corner and he has nowhere to go. And he's just this speech is warning us. He's saying 
this is what's going to happen if you guys keep coming after me through the Ukraine. That That's what I heard in the speech, Ruben. Yeah. That, that's yeah. my take. Yeah, it reminds me of a, a search warrant we did, and it was this this pit bull that just, we got everybody out of the house, but this dog was in the bedroom. We had to search it. And, and I, I'll tell you, just this thing was veggie frothing at the mouth. And uh, our, my guys are up there with their guns out. I go, we're going to shoot it, Sarge. We're going to shoot. No, I go, you got to give him an out, man. You, you got to slide out of the way, let him get out and, and give him an, uh, an alternate route to. So that's what we did. And, and it, it, we didn't have to fire our weapons and um, so maybe we got to give this guy an out, give him a wave so he could save face and and and, and go off into a, another hiding place or, or something. But that's yeah, what we I, did. And just when we talked about the, the, the wild dog, that, that came to mind. That's a good analogy. Really good analogy. He says in certain countries, the ruling elites voluntarily agree to do this, voluntarily agree to become vassals. Others are bribed or intimidated. Now, he's talking about the U.S. and the way we treat other countries. That's what he's saying. And if this does not work, they destroy entire states, leaving behind humanitarian disasters, devastation, ruins, millions of wrecked and mangled human lives, terrorist enclaves, social disaster zones, protectorates, colonies and semi-colonies. They don't care. All they care about is their own benefit. So Putin is talking about the Biden administration and the U.S. government. And he's talking also about the, about the mess that the Bush administration made over in Afghanistan and Iraq that we're still paying for today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so up. he he goes up. I, I want to underscore again that their instability or insatiability, insatiability and determination to preserve their unfettered dominance are the real causes of the hybrid war that the collective West is waging against Russia. Wow. They do not want us to be free. They want us to be a colony. They do not want equal cooperation. They want to loot. They do not want to see us a free society, but a mass of soulless slaves. Wow. And you, you know, um, so this is this is like throwing it at right at the, the you know the Biden and the globalists, the new world order, and um, he's taking a shot at them, Ruben. That's a direct shot at them. He, yeah, he's he's he basically could read the tea leaves, and he knows what this is all about. He knows who's behind it: Biden, the left, the globalists, and you. He knows who the enemies are, or he knows who his enemies are. Yeah, yeah. So he, he says yeah. they. They see our thought and our philosophy as a direct threat. That is why they target our philosophers for assassination. Our culture and art present a danger to them, so they are are trying to ban them. Our development and prosperity are also a threat to them because competition is growing. They do not want or need Russia, but we do. I would like to remind you that in the past, ambitions of the world domination have repeatedly shattered against the courage and the resilience of our people. Russia will always be Russia. We will continue to defend our values and our motherland. So yeah, so Putin's, he's a nationalist, uh, and, and, and I think that's they uh, they gave that uh, title to Trump too, you know. Yeah, um, he be, he believes in making Russia great. I mean, that's his country. He's proud of it. It's got yeah. a thousand year history, and he sees that the West, the European Union, and the woke countries uh, are are basically uh, trying to dictate what happens in Russia, and he's not going to have it. Yeah. Jesus 911, two-man car. We'll be right back. We'll be talking about uh, Putin's speech to the world. It's uh, taking note. Now, back to Jesus 911. 
If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Welcome back, Jesus 911. Uh, we we're talking about uh, a speech that um, Vladimir Putin gave to the world, and uh, we're not going to we're, we're going to give some comments on it, but uh, it's not like we're, we're, we're trying to take sides here. We just want to be able to put it out there. Let you be the judge of it. That's you, right. Uh, yeah. yeah. Make your Ruben, comments. Let me make a comment. We're not saying that he's a saint. He's not Saint Putin. No. Uh, yeah. There's a there's a 70 year history of communism's of, of communism, which is vicious and ruthless. And he was part of it in the KGB. Uh, but he seems to reject that past from everything else I've read about him. But what he's facing off over there in the European unions and and, uh, here in the U.S. with the globalists is the whole woke ideology, which, you know, the transgenderism, LGBTQ, uh, you know, abortion, homosexual marriage. They they want to infiltrate the entire other side of the world. And Russia is resisting. And uh, and again, he's saying this is not part of our tradition. And this is the tension that you have here. I think Putin has embraced his Russian Orthodox Christianity. At least that's what he says. I'm just saying what he says. Uh, and, and I say that the evidence is probably in the fact that he's allowed hundreds of Russian Orthodox churches to be built under his watch in the last couple of years. Uh, so that, that's a good sign for Russian Orthodox Christians. Let's continue. He says, The West is counting on impunity on being able to get away with anything. As a matter of fact, this was was actually the case until recently. Strategic security agreements have been trashed. Agreements reached at the highest political level have been declared telltales. Firm promises not to expand NATO to the East gave way to dirty deception as soon as our former leaders bought into them. Missile defense, intermediate range, and shorter range missile treaties have been unilaterally dismantled under far-fetched pretexts. So what Putin's saying here, he's saying that the West, and when he says the West, he's talking about the U.S. and the, and the globalist European Union. He said he basically sees them or us as the real threat to Russia. Go ahead. Okay. And uh, all we hear is that the West is insisting on rules-based order. Where did that come from anyway? And uh, he says, who has ever seen these rules? Who agreed or approved them? Listen, this is just a lot of nonsense, utter deceit, double standards, or even triple standards. They must think we're stupid. Russia is a great thousand-year-old power, a whole civilization, and it is not going to live by such makeshift false rules. It was a uh, so-called West. And I think just like um, we talked beforehand, um, when he's saying a thousand-year power, he's talking about the Orthodox, when the Orthodox broke away from the church. Um, yes, yes. Yeah. That was Russia. That was it was yeah. orthodoxy. Yes. So they have a long so, history, Ruben. Mm-hmm. They're not Johnny come latelys. It was so-called West that trampled on the principle of the inviolability of borders. And now it's deciding at its own discretion who has the right to self-determination, who does not, who is unworthy of it. It is unclear what their decisions are based on or who gave them the right to decide in the first place. They just assumed it. This is why the choice of the people in Crimea, Sevastopol, Donetsk, Lugansk, Zaporozhye, and uh, Kherson makes them so furiously angry. The West does not have any more right to weigh in or even utter a word about freedom of democracy 
It does not and never did. You want to comment, Jess? Yeah, let me comment. Putin here is railing against the West, and he sees the West meddling into Russia's affairs. Again, because he's talking about this long history that they have. And uh, and he sees the West, they're, they're sticking their nose where it doesn't belong. Putin's rhetoric, as you as we read this speech, Ruben, it sounds like, like Biden is poking the Russian bear. And people seem to forget that Russia has more nuclear weapons than any other country in the world. Putin has already threatened to, you, uh, to use uh, you know, nuclear weapons if he has to. And what's interesting is that in the Bible, in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 12, the first pope tells us that the world will be melted by fire. I find that very interesting in light of the fact that Russia has... 6,000 nuclear warheads, and we have 5,000 nuclear warheads in the U.S. And the Bible 2,000 years ago warned us that the world would be melted by fire. And more recently, in 1973, an approved apparition of the church, Our Lady of Akita, Japan, says, God, if men don't repent, God will send fire from heaven upon the earth. Now, I'm just, I'm just throwing this out there, Okay. Could these references refer to the nuclear firepower that we have today? To me, it makes sense that it does. Yeah, you're right, Justin. Uh, well, we already know that uh, God already promised that he won't destroy the world by water like he did right. you know, with, with Noah. Yeah. Yeah, so... Let me do this, let me do this next I'll hit paragraph. Okay. Putin says, Western elites not only deny national sovereignty and international law, their hegemony has pronounced features of totalitarianism, despotism, and apartheid. Now, that's a big 50-cent word, the word hegemony. People are saying, what the heck is he talking about? The word hegemony, it means leadership or predominance or influence exercised by one nation over others as in a confederation. It also means expansion by large nations in an effort to reach world domination. Ruben, Putin knows exactly what's happening, and uh, he's not going to have any of it. He says, their hegemony has pronounced features of totalitarianism, despotism, and apartheid. They brazenly divide the world into their vassals, the so-called civilized countries, and all the rest who, according to the designs of today's Western racists, wow, that's a, that's a, a heavy term. Western races should be added to the list of barbarians and savages. Well, I can't deny who can. Well, I'm not going to deny that in the West there's racism. The Democrat Party, that's the party of racism. The Democrat Party is the party of slavery, the party of Jim Crow, uh, the party of abortion. Uh, Yeah, that's that's a factual statement. The Democrat Party is. Uh, Planned Parenthood is a racist organization. They're funded and by, by the Democrat Party and through Democrat legislation. It's a racist organization to kill uh, majority black and Latino babies. Let me continue with what Putin says. False labels like rogue nation, like rogue country or authoritarian regime are already available and are used to stigmatize entire nations and states, which is nothing new. So he's talking about Biden's speeches. These, these are constant... Uh, Phrases that are used by Biden uh, against Russia, rogue yeah. nation, authoritarian. He, he know, he's watching the news. He's seeing what we're saying about him. He says there's nothing new in this deep down. The Western elites 
Wow, look at that word he uses. The Western elites have remained the same colonizers. They discriminate and divide peoples in the top tier and the rest. That's a true statement, by the way. <laughs> uh, he says, we have never agreed to and will never agree to such political nationalism and racism. What else, if not racism? Is the Russia phobia being spread around the world? What, if not racism, is the West dogmatic conviction that its civilization and neoliberal culture is an indisputable model for the entire world to follow. So again, he's talking about the woke culture. He's saying, not here in Russia, not in my watch. He says, you're either with us or against us. It even sounds strange. Western elites are even shifting repentance for their own historical crimes on everyone else, demanding that the citizens of their countries and other peoples confess to things they have nothing to do with at all. For example, the period of colonial conquest. Ruben? Yeah, hey, Justice, so he hears, Putin hears all the stuff that, uh, that, that what we're saying about him. He's and watching the news. Yeah. Do you think he hears uh, what they're saying about Biden? <laughs> Absolutely. What, what people are saying about Biden? Go Absolutely. He, and I think this, yeah, I need, <laughs> and I think this is why he made the speech, because, Ruben, I don't think any Russian president would have made a speech like this in times past, but he sees the country, the U.S., in the most weakened condition we've ever been in. In fact, I just read yesterday in an article that says that the U.S. Army, which is our largest branch of the military, is 20% understaffing. And they're saying, and there's no way, we're no way we're going to get, uh, we're, we're going to be able to recoup that 20% because people are leaving the Army and the other four branches of the military, military by the truckloads. Putin knows this, Ruben. This is why he's making the speech. Yeah. Well, when you when you force the vaccine on people who don't want it, you, you know, our, our frontline people, and and you're also they've got this woke uh, agenda training that they give the different branches of the military. You know how you you have to address people by their you know uh, their pronouns and all that stuff that has no place in the military. Um. It's it's ridiculous. They're, they're creating a soft military, and these people that are running it have no business uh, being in charge of, of, of our, our troops. Ruben, the military exists to win wars, period, to destroy, kill, and win wars. And so they have to be used, you know, judiciously, like the Catholic Church says in the Just War Theory. They're not, they're not supposed to be used uh, like security guards, like we're doing right now in many countries. They're not yeah. security guards. They're trained to kill and win wars and keep us safe. Yeah. So it's uh, worth, it's worth reminding us, he goes on to say, that the West, that it began its colonial policy back in the Middle Ages, followed by the worldwide strafe, slave trade, the genocide of Indian tribes in America, the plunder of India and Africa, the wars of England and France against China, as a result of which it was forced to open its ports to the opium trade. What did they what they did was get entire nations hooked on drugs and wow. purposefully exterminated entire ethnic groups for the sake of grabbing land and resources, hunting people like animals. This is a this is contrary to human nature, truth, freedom, and justice. I mean, he says that on one hand, but what the People, the Russian people are one of the highest uh, users uh, of, of opium, of heroin. There's a lot of heroin in, in, because they're close to China. A lot of that stuff comes from China. But yeah, 
Um, Ruben, I'm sure I'm sure they're probably way up there, but I've read from several studies that the U.S. were the number one consumers of drugs. So Russia's probably close, maybe two or three, but the U.S. is the number one consumer of illegal drugs in of, of all 198 nations. Yeah, I think so, I was just referring to heroin. But, okay, got it. Yeah, but we, you know, what, what do we have? We have all the other drugs here, you know. Yeah, and um, you know, it's a. Uh, what he's saying is he's pointing out what we, what we've done in the past and and what the West, not just us, because we we only go back to you know 1776, but you know all the England and France, what they did to China and and uh, what we we did. Uh, he's talking about us and, and the Indians and and when we uh, we we came across the the settlers came here and and, and they. They were warring with the, uh, the Native Ruben, American. I, I think what he's trying to say is that we have no moral authority to tell them what to do. Yeah. He's saying, yeah, we've had a 70-year 70, 70 bad history of communism. You guys have no moral authority. You guys are, have blood in your hands as well. I think that's what he's saying. Yeah. All right. We're coming right back. Uh, don't change that dial. We'll continue with this uh, speech from Vladimir Putin. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Jesus 911, where Aaron Sharper's iron, one man sharp is another, talking about an article that, uh, well, a speech that uh, Vladimir Putin gave to the world, and he's, he's kind of making his arguments as to uh, what he's doing and what the, and why the West is doing what they're doing and, and, and letting us make our decision, but he, yeah. he's making a strong point. Yeah. He's making it. I wanted to say, yeah. Go one ahead. thing I wanted to say just is that when he, he called the West barbarians and savages, I mean, you could look at him and say, look, well, he's, he's bombing these Ukrainian civilians, hospitals and apartment buildings. And uh, you know, that was pretty, pretty barbaric himself. Uh, you know, again, we're not talking about saints here on both sides. No. Right. War, war is hell. I forgot which general said that. Uh, but uh, he's go, he's getting into the weeds right here. And it's it's, mm-hmm. it's worth conti- it's worth uh, continuing and sharing his speech. OK, let me jump right into I'm going to uh, you, you could just see from what you've read so far, what we shared, that Poon has a lot of bad blood and bad memories about about the U.S. And it's probably vice versa. Uh, our side probably has a lot of bad blood and b- bad memories about Russia for 70 years. But let me go where it says here. Uh, he goes, a few days ago, just go down go down a couple of paragraphs. Yeah. He says, a few days ago, people in Donetsk and Lugansk, uh, Lugansk, Kherson, and Zaporozhye declared their support for restoring our historical unity. Thank you. So he's making a claim that the four territories that they've taken from the Ukraine, that they want to be part of Russia. That's what he's claiming. He says, Western countries have have been saying for centuries that they bring freedom and democracy to other nations. Nothing could be further from the truth. Instead of bringing, freedom, bringing democracy, they suppressed and exploited, and instead of giving freedom, they enslaved and oppressed. The unipolar world is inherently anti-democratic and unfree. It is false and hypocritical, through and through. So Putin just called the U.S. hypocrites and the European Union that they don't give freedom, that they exploit people. 
And Ruben, and, and I can't argue with that. Would you say that the last two years in the U.S. under Biden and Fauci and the World Health Organization and Klaus Schwab, have we had freedom? Hey, no. stand six feet apart. Put on a mask. Uh, if you don't get the jab, you're fired. Uh, right. he, he's yeah. making some very strong points here. Uh, the next two paragraphs, the next three paragraphs are damning. Ruben, you want to share them? They are damning. Okay. Yeah, I just want to say that those, you know, when he when he says that those they've declared those those little those territories supporting, you know, restoring historical union unity, um, you know, one could make the argument that well, they're under the gun. They they their their country's been bombed and and people killed, and so maybe they're just throwing up their hands. I'm just I I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. And so good point. Good point. Yeah. So the United States is the only country in the world that has used nuclear weapons twice. Wow. Destroying the cities of Hiroshima and Nagasaki in Japan. And they created a precedent. That's uh that's that's interesting to note because yeah, we're always talking about nuclear weapons and the US and Russia being the two biggest. Um, well, you know, I, I don't know where China stands in there, but I'm sure they've got their own. Yeah, and, and, and Putin is saying you guys have already used them. Yeah. Yeah. You guys have used them. I mean, he's calling off the U.S. saying you guys are talking about me as being barbarian or whatever. You guys have actually done this. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a strong point that he made there. Go ahead. And it says, recall that during World War II, the United States and Britain re- reduced Dresden, Hamburg, Cologne, and many other German cities to rubble without the least military necessity. It was done ostentatiously and to repeat without any military necessity they had only one goal as with the nuclear bombing of japanese cities to intimidate our country and the rest of the world it sounds like if putin you know has his hands on the button that's your that's your comment well what's your comment ruben yeah so yeah it sounds like that's what he's 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 got he's he sees the necessity maybe perhaps that he's might have his hand on the button he has the nuclear uh, uh code right there with him you know and um it's yeah, and the way it's, he's it's talking, Ruben, this is scary because he does have his hand on the button, and he's not. Listen to this speech. <laughs> the man's not a happy camper, and uh, this is why again, n- nobody really wins in war. Nobody really wins. Uh, he says, "This is Putin saying the United States left a deep scar in the memory of the people of Korea and Vietnam, with their carpet bombings and the use of napalm and chemical weapons." Whoa, boy, oh boy. Putin has a long memory, Ruben. This guy doesn't forget. He's got a memory like a steel trap. And I mean, yeah, it, and Je- we were, yeah. Jesse, we were allies in World War II with the Russians. The, yeah. the Russians helped us defeat the Germans. That's true. He says, Putin says, it actually continues to occupy Germany. He's talking about us, Japan, the Republic of Korea, and other countries, <laughs> which they, the, us, he's talking about the U.S., cynically refer to as equals and allies. Look now, what kind of alliance is that? The whole world knows that the top officials in these countries are being spied on and that their offices and homes are bugged. I don't think we could deny that now now that we've seen what they've done to President Trump and others. Uh, He says it is a disgrace, a disgrace for those who do this and for those who like slaves silently and meekly swallow this arrogant behavior. Well, what can you uh, assess from that is that Putin doesn't trust the U.S. government. That's very clear. Go ahead, Ruben. Yeah, Um, they call the orders and threats they make to their vassals, Euro-Atlantic solidarity and the, cre- and, uh, and the creation of biological weapons and the use of human test subjects, including in Ukraine, noble medical research. 
And it's their destruction, destructive policies, wars and plunder that have unleashed today's massive wave of migrants. Millions of people endure hardships and humiliation or die by the thousands trying to reach Europe. Uh, They're exporting grain from the Ukraine now. Where are they taking it under the guise of ensuring the food security of the poorest countries? Where is it going? They're taking it it to the self-same European countries. Only 5% has been delivered to the poorest countries. More cheating and naked deception again. Wow. wow. You know, um, you know, and if you, if you believe what uh, what's going on with these, the one world order, these, you know, World Economic Forum, where they've, and you've heard Bill Gates say they've got to depopulate the world. They've got to cut the food, the food supply. So maybe they're just destroying this food. Who knows? We have farmers here that are saying that, They've been paid off to to destroy their crops. So this is um, this is interesting. Yeah, remember, Ruben, Klaus Schwab says by 2030 we will own nothing and we will be happy. Wow, that's yeah. Great. And if, if, if Putin says, in effect, the American elite is using the tragedy of these people to weaken its rivals, to destroy nation states. This goes for Europe and for the identities of France, Italy, Spain, and other countries with long centuries with centuries long histories. Washington demands more and more sanctions against Russia and the majority of European politicians obediently go along with it. They clearly understand that by pressuring the EU to completely give up Russian energy and other resources, the United States is practically pushing Europe towards de-industrialization in a bid to get its hands on the entire European market. These European elites understand everything. They do but they prefer to serve the interests of others. This is no longer servility, but direct betrayal of their own peoples. God bless, it's up to them. But the Anglo-Saxons believe sanctions are no longer enough, and now they've turned to subversion. It seems incredible, but it is a fact by causing explosions on Nord Stream's international gas pipelines passing along the bottom of the Baltic Sea. They have actually embarked on the destruction of Europe's entire energy infrastructure, It is clear to everyone who stands to gain. Those who benefit are responsible, of course, close quote. So Putin is is blaming the EU and the U.S. uh, of exploding the Nord Stream's international gas pipeline. Now, whether this is a fact or not, it sure is perceived as a fact by Putin. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. That's right. Uh, It it makes sense that uh, it would it would not be Putin doing it because they were making their money on on selling this oil to the to Europe, you know, especially Germany. And the dictates of the U.S. are backed up by crude force on the law of the fist. Sometimes it's beautifully wrapped. Sometimes there's no wrapping at all. But the gist is the same. The law of the fist. <laughs> it reminds me of those bare knuckle brawlers, right? That you, you, you got you could do some damage with no gloves on. But um, remember the padded. Mo- yeah, the movie Hard Times. Remember with uh, Charles Bronson? Did- yeah, bare yeah. knuckle brawler, right? Yeah, hard. Time. Hence, the, hence the development, or the, excuse me, the deployment and maintenance of hundreds of military bases in all corners of the world, NATO expansion, and attempts to cobble together new military alliances such as AUKUS and the like. Much is being done to create a Washington, Seoul, Tokyo military political chain. All states that possess or aspire to genuine strategic sovereignty and are capable of challenging Western hedge money are automatically declared enemies. So these are the principles that underlie U.S. and NATO military doctrines. 
that require total do domination, Western elites are presenting their neo-colonist plans with the same hypocrisy, claiming peaceful intentions, talking about some kind of deterrence. This evasive word migrates from one strategy to another, but really only means one thing, undermining any and all sovereign centers of power. Here's a com my comment is Putin's well aware that the U.S. is jockeying for world power and he is not okay with this. Yeah, and Ukraine isn't part of NATO, Jesse, and, and you know he didn't want them to be part of it as well because that close would put to his border. Yeah, too exactly. Putin said, "We've already heard about the deterrence of Russia, China, and Iran. I believe next in line are other countries of Asia, Latin America, Africa, and the Middle East, as well as current U.S. partners and allies. After all, we know that when there are when they are displeased, they introduce sanctions against their allies as well, against this or that bank or company." This is their practice, and they will expand it. They have everything in their sights, including our next-door neighbors, the CIS countries. At the same time, the West has clearly been engaged in wishful thinking for a long time. In launching the sanctions uh, blitzkrieg against Russia, for example, they thought that they could come up once again and line up the whole world at their command. As it turns out, however, such a bright prospect does not excite everyone, other than complete political masochists, and admirers of other unconventional forms of international relations. Most states refuse to snap a salute and instead choose the sensible path of cooperation with Russia. The West clearly did not expect such insubordination. They simply got used to acting according to a template to grab whatever they please by blackmail, bribery, intimidation, and convince themselves that these methods would work forever as that they had fossilized in the past. We'll continue looking at Putin's uh, speech to the world, really. Be right back. Stick around. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888 526 2151. Jesus 911, uh, two man car, 10-8, Jesus. And we're, uh, we're we're pointing out um, a speech that Vladimir Putin gave to to his country, to the to and also to the West. He's to the world, and um, we're not trying to take sides on this, but we're we're pointing out, it's, you know, he's he's going back a lot of years and and pointing out some of the hypocrisy that uh, the West is, um, what their actions are are doing, what their actions are now, and what they their actions have been in the past, and he's you know pointing this out. So, you know, I Ruben, you know, believe, when I when, yeah. when I read this speech, uh, I, I I like Terry tells people, tell me how you really feel. I mean, he's putting <laughs> it out there that this world leader, he's telling us exactly what he thinks. And let's not forget, he has nuclear power. You don't want to be you don't want to be prodding the bear too much. You know what I'm saying? We yeah. have to find a way to find to, to bring peace and quit funding this Ukrainian war. That's we're we're funding the war, Ruben. Yeah. 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 We're, we've got more in, <sighs> in the in the fight. I mean, we, we're we're sending our artillery, you know, weapons. I, and there's even talk that we have boots on the ground. And I have no reason to, to doubt that, you know, Ruben. And, and, and look, look and look at as of we don't need the money here, the billions and billions that we sent. Look at our groceries. Look at our gas prices. Look at our rents. Look at how many homeless people are on the street. And we're shoveling billions of dollars across the world as if we don't need it in this country. This is crazy. Remember the elect, 
Oh, by the way, I just want to mention tonight I'm giving a talk at Our Lady of Guadalupe uh, over here in Queen Creek. It's uh, the talk is going to be on what does the Catholic Church actually teach about abortion? Not what politicians say, not what mealy mouth some prelates say. What does the church actually teach for the last 2,000 years about abortion? If you want to hear a clear teaching, 7 p.m. tonight, Our Lady Guadalupe Church at Queen Creek, Arizona. Go ahead, Ruben. Good topic. Yeah, that sounds like a good topic, Jess. You know, um, there's a lot of it's time. Yeah. A lot of people will say, well, look, you know, we've got to get the heartbeat bill or, you know, 15 weeks or 16 weeks or whatever it is. They're arguing that we're going to cut through the nonsense tonight. All right. Um, okay. Such so such, yeah, go ahead. You, you such self-confidence is a direct, this is Putin speaking, not me or Ruben. Such self-confidence is a direct product, not only of the notorious concept of exceptionalism, although it never ceases to amaze, but also the, of the real information hunger in the West. The truth has been drowned in an ocean of myths illusions and fakes using extremely aggressive propaganda lying like Goebbels. That was uh, Adolf Hitler's propaganda minister. So he's basically saying that we have fake news. That's what he just said, though, that the West is putting out a lot of fake news. That's what he just said. Putin says, the more believable the lie... By the way, they did it. Pravda was a paper that put out fake news as well. So they, they've done the same thing for under communism. The more unbelievable the lie, the quicker people will believe it. That is how mm-hmm. they operate, according to, to this principle. But people cannot be fed with printed dollars and euros. You can't feed them with those pieces of paper and the virtual inflated capitalization of Western social media companies can't heat their homes. Everything I'm saying is important, and what I just said is no less. So you can feed anyone with paper. You can't feed anyone paper. You need food, and you can't uh, heat anyone's home with these inflated capitalizations. You need energy. My comment Putin is well aware of our economic problems. Ruben? Yeah. Yep, he is. And um, there's a lot of truth to that. Yeah. That is why politicians, he goes on to say, in Europe have to convince their fellow citizens to eat less, take a shower less and often and less often and dress warmer at home. And those who start asking fair questions like, why is it that in fact, why is it that in fact are immediately declared enemies, extremists and radicals? They point back at Russia and say, that is the source of all your troubles, more lies. Um, Jess, you want to comment? Yeah, Putin's well aware that Biden and the, and the EU constantly tells their citizens that all our problems stem from Russia and the war. That's the constant narrative. Right. Putin knows this, and Putin is pointing this out. And Sleepy yep. Joe was saying the same thing about our gas prices. Oh, you blame <laughs> Russia. You know, and... Uh, <laughs> And and um, it's what he's saying is that's absolutely a fact. You know that uh, people they, they, they we've been told here, hey, we're gonna have to eat fake meat. You know, and eat <laughs> the, my actresses are eating bugs and and uh, no, I'm I'm sorry, but I I'm not gonna eat I'm not gonna eat <laughs> fake meat. You know. Okay, continue. So, okay, so uh, he says I want to make sh- special note of the fact that there is every reason to believe that the Western elites are not going to look for constructive ways out of the global food and energy crisis that they and they alone are to blame for as a result of the long-term policy dating back long before our special military operation in Ukraine, in Donbas. They have no intention of solving the problems of injustice and inequality. And I'm afraid that they would rather use other formulas they are more comfortable with. And so, you know, he's, he's again, blaming the inflation on the U.S. and the EU. That's right. Let me read the next one. Okay. 
And here it is important to recall that the West bailed itself out of its early 20th century challenges with World War I. Profits from World War II helped the U.S. finally overcome the Great Depression and become the largest economy in the world and to impose on the planet the power of the dollar as a global reserve currency. This guy's quite a historian, by the way. Putin says, in the 1980s crisis, things came to a head in the, 19s, in the 1980s again. The West emerged from it unscathed, largely by appropriating the inheritance and resources of the collapsed and defunct Soviet Union. That's a fact. So Putin is saying that the U.S. profits through war. He said, now in order to free itself from the latest web of challenges, they need to dismantle Russia as well as the other states that, that choose a sovereign path of development at all costs to be able to further plunder other nations' wealth and use it to patch their own holes. If this does not happen, Putin says, I cannot rule out that they will try to trigger a collapse of the entire system and blame everything on that, or, God forbid, decide to use the old formula of economic growth through war. Here's my comment. Putin knows that the industrial war machine, which is Lockheed, Boeing, Northrop, and Raytheon, is behind the the Obama uh, the Biden administration, excuse me, and uh, the the industrial complex is pushing Biden towards war with undoubtedly some financial incentives for the Biden crime family. I have no doubt this. If you could pull the curtain, this is what you would see. Yeah, you're right, Jesse. They have uh, they do we do make money through war. I mean, we use a lot of our resources, of course, and and uh, but like. You just, you know, you just pointed out all those, those, uh, those companies who are military, you know, um, uh, you know, all these the things, ones, they yeah. make, they make the, 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 the planes and they, all the, the, and the missiles. Yeah. And all they that. make the weapons of war. It's a business, Ruben. It's a business. And, and I'm telling yeah. you, most of the wars that we fought have not been just wars. If you look at St. Augustine's just war theory, World War II, without a doubt, was a just war. Okay. Without a, but uh, the, the criteria number one, the church says you have to be able to win the war but when you enter into war. You don't engage in these endless wars in the Middle East. Criteria number one from St. Augustine is you must be able to win the war before you enter into it. Mm-hmm. Continue. Go yeah. ahead. Just look at, look at Vietnam. You know, we never uh, won that one. Yeah. Afghanistan, we never won that one. Um, so Russia is aware of its responsibility to the international community and will make every effort to ensure that cooler heads prevail. The current neocolonial model is ultimately doomed. This much is obvious, but I repeat that its real masters will cling to it to the end. They simply have nothing to offer the world except to maintain the system of plundering and racketeering. They do not give a damn about the natural right of billions of people, the majority of humanity, the freedom and and justice, the right to determine their own future. They have already moved on to the radical denial of moral, religious, and family values. But what you just, right, right now what you just read, Poon just said that the U.S. and the EU are woke, dangerous nations that are trying to influence the rest of the world. That's what he just said. Go ahead and read the next paragraph, Ruben. This answers some very simple questions for themselves, for ourselves. Now I would like to return to what I said. I want to address also all citizens of the country, not just the colleagues that are in the hall, but all citizens of Russia. Do we want to have here in our country, in Russia, parent number one, parent number two, Parent number three, (laughs) they've completely lost it. Instead of mother and father, they want our schools to impose on our children from their earliest days in school perversions that lead to degradation and extinction. Do we want to drum into their heads the ideas that certain other genders exist along with women and men and other and offer them gender reassignment surgery? 
Is that what we want for our country and our children? Is that all unacceptable to us? We have a, a different future of our own. So you so, can see that Putin completely rejects the woke ideology for his country. And he knows that the European unions have bought into all of this and so as the U.S. Yeah, they're pushing it. So yeah. let me repeat that the dictatorship, the Western elites targets all societies, including the citizens of Western countries themselves. This is a challenge to all. This complete renunciation of what it means to, to be human, the overthrow of faith and traditional values and the suppression of freedom are coming to resemble a religion in reverse. Pure Satanism, wow. exposing false messiahs. Jesus Christ said in the Sermon on the Mount, by their fruits, ye shall know them. These poisonous fruits are already obvious to people and not only in our country, but also in all countries, including many in the West itself. Putin is wow. talking like, I'll tell you one thing, you read the last two paragraphs that you, that you just read from Putin, he's talking like a Christian prophet, not like a communist dictator. He says, the world has entered a period of a fundamental revolutionary transformation. New centers of power are emerging. They represent the majority of the international community. They are ready not only to declare their interests, but also to protect them. They see in multipolarity an opportunity to strengthen their sovereignty, which means gaining genuine freedom, historical prospects, and the right to their own independent, creative, and distinctive forms of development to a harmonious process. As I've already said, we have many like-minded people in Europe and the United States, and we feel and see their support. An ascent, like us, for example, we're not woke, you and me. An essentially emancipatory, anti-colonial movement against unipolar hege hegemony is taking shape in the most diverse countries and societies. Its power will only grow with time. It is this force that will determine our future geopolitical realm. So Putin believes that there are many people in the West, again, like us here at VMPR, People that feel like he does, and we all reject the woke ideology. Uh, Ruben, a couple of parting comments I could say is that uh, Putin's he sees the transgender surgery, for example, and the whole LGBT as one of the many evil practices of the West that's being transported all over the world. And without a doubt, as you read, there's only three or four more paragraphs. As you finish reading the article, which you should, Putin doesn't, he talks like a Russian patriot. He talks like a Christian he wants Russian independence from the culture of death and the woke ideology that's coming from the West. Ruben, take it away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Jesse, uh, you know, I, you didn't see this side of him when, when uh, from 2016 to, to 2020, when, when Trump was in power, it, it, it was some, some, some peace between the two countries. And, uh, you know, and, and I think what our, you know, our leaders are doing now they're, they're they're pushing him they're pushing him into a corner and it, yeah. it it's not going to be good no nope. so hey our, anyway. our lady of fatima pray for us feast day of saint luke saint luke pray for us up next gary machuda stick around don't go anywhere me and ruben we're eow end of watch we're out god bless you bless take care